This is the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. And they're coming to the top of the stretch. There goes Bernardini now. Bernardini takes charge with a flourish. Bernardini in front, leaving Luxembourg in his wake. Coming down to the final furlong now. Javier Castellano lost the whip on Bernardini, but he's not going to need it. They've got a four-length lead as Doc Cheney comes up to be second on the outside. Handridden, not willingly, through the final furlong is Bernardini to a three-length lead. Doc Cheney was second. Luxembourg was third. Now, here's Bob Nastanovich and Papa Morales. Bernardini winning the 2006 uh, Withers, probably the last great winner of the Withers. Uh, fantastic horse, finished his career six for eight with a uh, second. A second was in his last race. The Breeders' Cup, the one defeated by Invasur. Uh, good evening, racing fans, and welcome to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. We have a busy and informative Baker's dozen of Saturday stakes races to preview on the show, including 12 grade three stakes and one grade two, the Santa, Santa Monica from uh, Santa Monica from Santa Anita. In addition, amongst the 12 grade threes, we have four stakes races with valuable Kentucky Derby qualifying points on the line. The Withers from Aqueduct, the Holy Bull from Gulfstream Park, which features the return of Breeders' Cup juvenile champ and recently crowned two-year-old champion fierceness the robert lewis which features the two-turn debut of the highly regarded yet derby ineligible nisos and the eight hundred thousand dollar southwest stakes from oaklawn park i'm your host bob nasanovich i'm pleased to be joined by amwager's own papo morales for his insight and selections for these 13 races good evening and how are you papo oh good evening i'm doing well how about yourself oh pretty good pretty good dad uh, really exciting weekend and a lot of uh, tantalizing uh, betting opportunities. Uh, and uh, Am- uh, Amwager is giving away money. Uh, new customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com slash HRRN. You'll get $10 instantly for signing up. Then deposit $150, bet $150, and get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's that easy. Amwager is a wagering platform that's loaded with valuable tools and features, including odds charts, odds predictions, and much more. You'll also get free access to Form to Win, a revolutionary app that analyzes past performance data in minutes. So go to link.amwager.com slash HRRN to sign up and get your bonuses. Amwager, built by horse players for horse players. Okay, uh, Papo, let's jump right into the uh, racing. We're going to start at Aqueduct, where it's going to be kind of typical Jamaica-New York weather this weekend, I'm afraid. Cold and clear in the high 30s, and uh, the first stakes we're going to cover there is the toboggan, which is a grade three stakes event, $175,000 purse for four-year-olds and up. Uh, again, seven furlongs on the main track. Uh, what's your take on the uh, toboggan, Papo? Yeah, so the going the seven furlongs distance, I always look at races um, between seven furlongs or six and six, stretching out or a mile and cutting back. Um, the race looks to go through Kinetic Sky, which is no shock, considering that is the morning line favorite. Um, the second choice is Super Chow, um, who's coming off a second last race um, for Jorge, Jorge Delgado. Um, the way that I'm interested in playing this race, Bob, is I'm going to try to get the one horse, Divine Armor, involved. I like his race last last time back going six and a half. Uh, the number came back solid, even though he did finish third. Um, he has won at Aqueduct before, and I think that uh, David Jacobson has finally figured this horse out. He is stretching back out to uh, to seven furlongs. He's eight to one on the morning line. So I'm going to get him involved with the morning line favorite in uh, Kinetic Sky. Okay, so um, do you have do you actually have a selection? There's your selection, Divine Armor. Yeah, but I play it. So my my selection to win would be Kinetic Sky, but I'm going to put okay. Divine Armor underneath. Excellent, fantastic. Yeah, no, I thought uh, Divine Armor was particularly interesting. 
stretching out to the uh, seven furlong distance, uh, judging by his last race at Aqueduct on January 12th. He, it'll seem like he'll relish the extra half furlong in his first try at seven in his 28th lifetime attempt. Uh, Super Chow is a frustrating horse in here to me. He's five to two in the morning line. He's trained by uh, Jorge Delgado and ridden by Madison Olver, who rode him in uh, in uh, New Jersey and, and then one time at Aqueduct uh, this past year. Uh, Delgado, uh, you know, he's got a very nice, honest, consistent horse in Super Chow, the kind of horse that you like to own. He's, he's raced 15 times. He's won six, uh, nearly a half a million dollars. But in his last six tries, uh, he's used his tactical speed to effect. He just doesn't seem to finish off his races. I kind of uh, was drawn to the eight-year-old uh, class horse, Manny Waugh, myself, the three, who's now trained by William Walden. Uh, back in the day in 2022, he won the grade two Phoenix for trainer Wayne Catalano. And I think that if he uh, can bounce back to his best form, and he sort of showed uh, some of his old spark on December 12th, at uh, Turfway going six, I think he's he is a proper seven furlong horse, and I think that Walden's got him primed uh, and perfectly tuned up based on the race, at tur- uh, the workout at Turfway on the morning of January January twenty sixth. Uh, anyways, I, you like Kinetic Sky and I like Manny Waugh. Let's take a look at the uh, the feature race at Aqueduct this weekend. Uh, the winner gets twenty Kentucky Derby qualifying points. And it's the mile and an eighth grade three withers, a $250,000 race restricted to three-year-olds. Yeah, in this particular race, the Lee, uh, morning line favorite is a horse by the name of Lightline, the, the three horse for Brad Cox. Uh, won his debut race and has finished second his last two races. I went back and watched his last race. I couldn't find any apparent reason for his lackluster performance in finishing second. Now, he was coming off the 69-day layoff. Uh, maybe he'll be sharper in this spot, um, but I'm willing to take a shot against him on top. Now, there's a number of different directions you could go. The second uh, second uh, price horse on the morning line is El Grand O, the four horse um, coming in for Linda Rice. Horse is ultra consistent in the exact a seven of nine. Lifetime, you get Kinder Kamush in the saddle. That horse looks live. Um, the price horse that I'm interested in would be the five horse Seminole Chief for Jack Sisterson. Um, only three lifetime starts, has won two of those. Uh, coming in off a 63-day layoff is uh, last time went a mile on a 16th. Number came back solid. Um, so I would be interested in primarily those two horses, Bob. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much. And and would you give the nod to El Grande O? It uh, depends end? on the price. I mean, I wouldn't want the horse to drop any further than that. Um, right. I'm going to key. I'm going to actually key off the five. Now I'll use them in the first and second position with the favorites. But uh, the horse of interest in this race for me is Seminole Chief, the five horse. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I guess it's worth noting in recent weeks at Aqueduct, uh, Brad Cox really has been firing in the winners in the uh, feature races on Saturday. There's been a slew of them. And uh, Lightline is highly regarded. Um, he's a three-year-old colt by City of Light out of Upper Line. He really was an outstanding and classy turf marathoner, uh, the daughter of uh, Maria's Mon for Michael Stidham back in the day. Um, he definitely looks like a horse that should improve uh, for the stretch from one mile at Oaklawn to a mile Nathan Aqueduct. That's probably why he turns up here, is he already wants the added ground, the $600,000 purchase. Um, has a bit of class. Ran into an undefeated horse called Carbone, who's in the Southwest. Uh, race we'll talk about later. The feature from uh, Oaklawn Park this weekend. Uh, Mission Beach, I thought was an interesting entrant. And here, Brittany Russell trains. Uh, Dylan Davis rides a horse that uh, uh, prob- might be the only horse on the uh, Triple Crown Trail who uh, who left the Bob Baffert barn. Did so after a subpar effort in which he got creamed by uh, uh, Nysos uh, uh, November 19th in the Bob Hope again at uh, Del Mar. Switched uh, to uh, Brittany Russell, uh, another high percentage outfit, and uh, ran a big race in uh, his first start. Son of Curlin out of a flatter mare. Uh, Stretches out around two turns for the first time. It'll be very interesting to see 
what he does. But I'm kind of with you. I thought uh, the price available on the five Seminole Chief was just uh, pretty delectable. He's 12 to 1 in the morning line. And he just proved he looked a different racehorse when he when he was given a chance around two turns in that uh, in reality uh, version of the uh, Florida Stallion Stakes December 2nd at Gulfstream. Beat a highly regarded horse in Ben Tornado, who finished a disappointing third in Secret Lover, who split that pair, came back and won at Gulfstream. So the addition of blinkers and the route, we saw a new Seminole Chief, and if he can take a step forward, step forward, I think he's great value at uh, twelve to one. Uh, but anyways, now we're going to scoot on down to Tampa, where unlike uh, Jamaica, New York, the weather is beautiful. Sunny and 70 in Oldsmar, Florida. We're going to cover a couple of stakes in this first segment from there. And the first one is the Endeavor, which is a uh, it's the sixth race on the card at Tampa Bay Downs. It's a grade three race for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and up, going a mile and a 16th with a pot of $175,000. Yeah, the class of this race, Bob, is uh, consumer spending for Chad Brown. Um the question you have to ask yourself, the horse is now five years old, hasn't hit the board in his last two starts, and he's coming off a 118-day layoff. Um, price is going to be short on him just because of the connections and his back class. I'm probably more interested in the three-horse implicated for Chad Brown. Six starts lifetime, has won his last three. Um, last time out, I mean, he did get bumped between early. Um, he went uh, too wide on both turns, kind of ran on. Wasn't ultra impressive, but if you go two back when you ran at Aqueduct, um, he had a good rally down the stretch, and he beat a horse called Sacred Wish. And the price, I think, is better. So I'm going to go for the other Chad in this particular race, the number three horse implicated. And then I'm going to play, I'm going to key off him, and then I'm going to get the one horse, Bet My Sunshine, involved also at six to one for Savvy Joseph, um, who's shipping over from Gulfstream into Tampa. And then I'm also going to use the seven horse full count Felicia at two to one on the morning line for Brittany Russell. You get Ismael Hermelo in the uh, in the saddle and the horse has been in the exact seven to 14 lifetime. Yeah, I, I agree with you in, 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 on a lot of points that you made a notable piece of form last time by Be, Be My Sunshine, who uh, rallied strongly to win the Tropical Park Oaks on December 23rd at Gulfstream. Uh, finishing third in that race was Alpha Bella, who stretched out for a, uh, to a mile and a half this past Saturday. It was mighty impressive, beating a tougher field than this in the in the uh, Le Prevoyant at uh, Gulfstream. So that form certainly franked for uh, Safi Joseph. Edwin Gonzalez takes the mount. Uh, like you mentioned, the class horse is consumer spending. Um, she's you know a multiple grade three winner. She's grade one place. She's won. She won a grade two in 2022. She's a very highly regarded, more than ready mare. She's run well off the shelf before, so if you like her, she's good. Um, respect for implicated. She's kind of unexposed. She's only run six times. She's a grade three winner. It's a really good renewal um, of this race. I mean, Sparkle Blue has a, enough a, a, a grade three win as well. So they got a really deep bunch for the endeavor but uh, to me the now horse is um full count felicia she's won four of her last five for Brittany russell and uh, as you mentioned uh, hara Millo takes the uh, mount for the first time and i think the daughter of warfront uh, out of the galileo mare claire de lune will be quite tough to beat uh, anyways we'll uh, stay in tampa and go ahead to the 10th race on the card and that's uh, a similar race basically the same conditions for the boys, it's the uh, mile and a 16th, uh, Tampa Bay, also a grade three. Basically the same race uh, as the Endeavor. It's just uh, uh, for, for four-year-olds and up instead of four-year-olds and up, Phillies and Mares, $175,000 grade three race. Yeah, the morning line favorite is the one horse never explained for Suge McGahee coming off a bit of a layoff, 147 days, and had been running in route races towards the mid, towards the uh, starting in mid and into the last part of the year. Um, last race was going 12 furlongs, didn't hit the board. Um, no apparent response, finished ninth, beating 11 and about 11 and a half lengths. So looks like Shug's getting restarted here. Um, I am more interested in the 10 horse running B who um, has won three of his last four uh, for Chad Brown and the exact of five of seven lifetime. 
uh, English Channel on the top side on an El Prado mayor. Um, so that's probably the horse I'm going to key off of, Bob, is the 10-horse running B. Now, the prize horse that I'd like to get underneath, either in the second and third spot, is the 9-horse, April Fool's Andy. Um, only won three of 13 la life lifetime, but two back, um, going a mile and a 16th right here at Tampa Bay Downs. Kind of one going away by five and a quarter lengths. Um, if you take out the horse's dirt races and only look at the turf, it fits. So the price is right. I'm gonna I don't think the horse can win, but I'm gonna try to get the horse involved in the exotics. Excellent. Um I also uh, focused on never explain here. I mean, let's face it, uh when Suge McGay he is shipped up to uh, Tampa from his uh, South Florida base, this meet he certainly met business. He's uh, six for twelve with a second and three thirds. Uh, never explain is the class horse in the race. He gets uh, some class relief. He's been contesting uh, a lot of grade one and grade twos in uh, recent times since he since he got good as a five-year-old. He really wasn't a stakes horse until last year. Um, Vincent Chaminot, who does a lot of uh, riding for McGahee uh, in recent times, is four for 11. Uh, takes the mount. I don't think you lose anything there. He's a very strong uh, rider. Uh, breaks from the one hole, and I think will be very tough to beat. Um, however, a real favorite of mine is, is is in this race, and that's my selection. That's the six Irish Aces, uh, trained by Brennan Walsh, who interestingly hasn't run a horse at Tampa this meet. Uh, this four-year-old gelded son of Mishawish, uh really is an excellent turf horse. I mean, he started his career uh, closing all the way in a, in a turf race. It was just too short, and uh, since then, since he was stretched out to routes on the turf, and, is, and he's very lightly raced. He's only had the five runs. He uh, blew apart a maiden field at uh, Horseshoe, Indiana. Was very impressive at Keeneland on October 12th. And then flew home behind Super Blessing um, after a slow start from the outside under Irad. And finished second. I think he was the best horse in this race. He's going to have to take a step up to win the uh, Tampa Bay, but I think he's uh, capable of it. He's certainly working well for Walsh. Okay, we're going to take a break. Break. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races. Dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track Grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. Sam Houston Race Park is your best bet for thoroughbred racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plus special events for the whole family. And, of course, live music, dining, and drink specials only at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. The Department of Veterans Affairs is so innovative, it not only improves the lives of veterans, it transforms the lives of healthcare professionals who serve them with access to the latest technologies and remarkable benefits. Transform your future at vacareers.va.gov. Hi there, it's Scott from Pentatonix. So from the beginning of our journey in music, the foundation has been music education. It's so incredibly important that we continue to show kids the importance of music in our schools, in our homes, and even in the car. Music is such a powerful expression of emotion and individuality, and we are responsible for keeping the love for music alive. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Hi, this is Kurt Becker. Join me each week on the Equine Forum as I take you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. This week, I look back at the racing career of Nashwan. Listen live on the Equine Forum every Saturday morning on Sirius 162 or XM207 or visit our website at horseracingradio.net to access the archives and enjoy past editions. It's a stroll through racing history with me, Kurt Becker, presented by Keeneland, only here on HRRN. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Barbaro turns up the pressure and puts his neck in front. Flashy Bull goes after him in second. 
Then it's two and a half lengths to My Golden Song, third and three from the front, and they head to the top of the stretch, and Dr. Deckard's not done yet. He battles back inside of Barbaro. These two are just a length in front of Flashy Bull. Then comes My Golden Song, and they run to the top of the stretch in the Holy Bull, and Barbaro and Dr. Deckard are still one, two. Flashy Bull races next. Then it's two and a half to My Golden Song, and Barbaro gets the test. Flashy Bull has run up into second. Barbaro reaches for the final furlong. And Barbaro leads by a length and a half. Great Point is charging from the back of the pack. Barbaro is in front. Great Point tries to pass them all, but he can't pass Barbaro! Welcome back to the Am Wager Weekend Stakes Preview. Of course, that was the mighty Barbaro at a time in his career when he, he of course, was just getting going. Uh... Obviously, went on to magical things over over the next uh, few months. A very memorable Florida Derby, followed by kind of a mind-blowing Kentucky Derby. And uh, it kind of all started for him in the Holy Bull. And uh, we have another outstanding renewal that we'll talk about in the next segment, featuring the return of uh, Fierceness. Uh, but before then, I'm joined by uh, Papo Morales from Amwager. And... Uh, this is uh, Amwager's show, so it's great to have him on with his uh, excellent analysis. We're going to go to Oaklawn Park for our loan visit uh, this weekend and talk about the uh, Grade 3 Southwest Stakes full field here uh, for the $800,000 pot. Warning to the handicappers out there. Uh, they're expecting weather in the low to mid-50s and plenty of rain uh, this evening and tomorrow at Oaklawn Park, so you might want to plan on an off-track in the southwest. That's typically how it goes over at Oaklawn. Uh, this time of year, I seem to always be dealing with, uh, with some sort of weather-related uh, issues, but uh, hopefully no no cancellations or anything, and it's just a in a, in a muddy track. But, you know, the, the uh, morning line favorite, um, Bob Maycox Bay um, here for Michael Sidham um, has one on an off track um, and is the morning line favorite um, coming out of that race at uh, at fairgrounds but I don't know I wasn't overwhelmed with that race um, I'm now I'm sure these are the morning line favorites I'm not sure if they're gonna hold up I mean Baffert's got his horse in there Winstock who's uh, shipping in he's won two or four lifetime um, I'm more interested in Carbone for Steve Ashton lightly raced you know, two for two in his career. Now, this race is a mile on a 16th, um, and I know this is a early derby prep. Now, this horse is uh, by Matoli, so I'm not sure if he's going to want a mile and a quarter down the road. But for this particular race going a mile on a 16th, he's already run into a mile. I don't think the extra 16th of a mile is going to hurt him. So at nine to two, I'm interested interested in Carbone on top. Um, I know Baffert's dangerous, so I'm going to, Put Winstock underneath, as well as the six-horse um, Liberal Arts, who's a, a bit of a price horse by Arrowgate, um, coming in for uh, trainer Robert Medina. But the key horse for me in this particular race, Bob, is Carbone. Fantastic. You know, it's also notable looking at uh, Carbone's PPs that his last three workouts all at Oaklawn Park have been on muddy, sloppy, and sloppy. So, uh Steve Asmussen seems to think, uh, and his times indicate that he has no significant problems with an off-track. Uh, he's run two uh, really uh, in pretty stunning races on fast tracks, and uh, Popo thinking that he can easily carry that form over onto a wet track, which is a very good chance of happening tomorrow. Uh, he'll probably be joined on the front end by Winstock, who upset the low south futurity used one of three Bafferts in there and the one uh, piloted by Kyle Frey got the job done. Uh, Baffert obviously has an outstanding record here over the last decade or so. Uh, at one point it was like, like around 60%. Uh, it's come up back down a little bit down to earth in uh, recent years. Um, some people like Maycox Bay. He's a talented horse. He seems to be improving. He ships in from the fairgrounds for Mike Stidham. Uh, Liberal Arts is a horse that has a, a world of talent. Um, if if uh, the pace is hot in here, you can expect him to close ground. He has a pretty nice win in the uh, Grade 3 street sense, October 29th at Churchill on a sealed sloppy track. So, again, he's another who will have uh, no problem with a wet track. Uh, but there's a horse I love in here, and I think it's a horse that might be a true mudlark, a true slop freak. 
and that's the four auto the conqueror he's by street sense out of uh dream it is who won the schuylerville back in the day for barbara minshaw uh she was a shackleford philly uh you know bred to be precocious has good tactical speed has won three of four races in fact the only time auto the conqueror ever lost was when he finished second to liberal arts in his august 13th ellis park debut um, he was very impressive the last two time on, times on wet tracks in an uh, optional claiming allowance at Churchill on October 29th and December 15th on a really tiring, muddy track in the Springboard Mile at Remington. Um, I think he's got a big shot um, in here to uh, pull a minor upset under Joel Rosario in the Southwest. My pick is uh, the four, Otto the Conqueror, and uh, my colleague uh, Papo went with the seven carbone okay let's uh carry on here and move back down into the uh warmth of uh gulf stream park where we're going to do a series of races the first one is the eighth on the card which is a mile and a 16th on the grass uh restricted to three-year-old fillies it's the grade three sweetest chant and it's got a purse of one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. what's your uh, what's your take on the sweetest chant Popo? Yeah, Bob, I went looking for a price in this race, and it was kind of hard to come by. I think the favorites are legitimate, and the one-horse life is notable for Todd Pletcher. I mean, the only strike I have against um, the one-horse is that he is one of five for Pletcher. You know, he has run second twice, but I like to see the horses win a little more than they run second. So I think the one could be vulnerable. Uh, the seven-horse uh, for Jack Sisterson is Millet. Um, you get Osan Murphy in the saddle. Um, that horse is dangerous, but the price horse that I'm interested in is the five Makonga for uh, trainer Elizabeth Dobles. Um, only ran, has only run twice, but one nice last time out number came back legitimate. Um, looked like it was finishing down the lane. You get John Velasquez in the saddle. So I'm interested in a uh, bit of a price in Makonga. Fantastic. I, I, I thought this was a... Uh... A difficult race to figure because of all the lightly race sorts. Uh, one of the more experienced ones is Life's Inaudible. Um, he's got a touch of class. She finished second in the Miss Grillo, the grade two uh, last October um, during the Belmont at Aqueduct meet. Um, look, she'll be she'll be happy not to uh, look around in the uh, paddock or post parade and see either hard to justify who she ran against in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf. Um, or Ozara, um, who beat her pretty soundly in the Ginger Brew. I think she's a nice horse. I think she'll definitely be in the mix for, uh, of course, her high-profile connections of uh, Repoli Stable, Todd Pletcher, and Irad Ortiz. You can expect her to be even shorter to two and two to one because uh, they really bet those types. Um, I was kind of interested in the uh, six dynamic pricing, who is a once-raced horse, a uh, an attractive daughter of Knight of Thunder out of a Dutch art mare, uh, bred in Ireland, um, purchased at Tattersall's in, in Newmarket um, as a yearling. Um, she did nothing wrong, and she beat a pretty competitive horse in her debut called Way to Be Marie. She hasn't raced since that debut win November 4th at Aqueduct. Uh, I can expect I expect her to move forward for Jose Ortiz, uh, but I'm going to go with the seven horse. Um, and there's a number of ways to pronounce her name. It's M-I-L-L-I-A-T. I've heard Melia, Miliat, and I believe that uh, Pete Aiello in her lone U.S. start uh, called her Miliat. Uh, so who knows? One of those difficult ones you'd have to ask uh, Qatar Racing uh, perhaps to get the answer there. But uh, Drax, Jack Sisterson uh, changed, changed this uh, very slick bay. Uh, Sleek Bay Philly uh, by Kodiak out of a silent confession mare, really beautifully bred. And really, she did nothing wrong in her debut after a tardy start. Um, you know, basically, she spotted the field two or three lengths and absolutely flew home. And really, to me, watching that replay, uh, she was probably a better Philly than Ozara that day. And I think if she runs back to that uh, for Oshin Murphy, who's off to a little bit of a tepid start in his uh, U.S. stint, then uh, she'll be tough to beat. Um, okay, let's carry on with the uh, forward gal, which is a grade three race, $125,000 pot, uh, restricted for three-year-old filly, three fillies that goes as the Gulfstream 10th. Uh, who'd you like, Bapo? 
Yeah, I landed on the uh, the seven horse at nine to two with another interesting name, Whitwater Rand, I believe is how you would say it. Shipping in from Woodbine for, for Mark Cassie. Horse won first time out at Woodbine. I like to see that for Cassie horses. He doesn't necessarily have his horses prime for first time out, and the horse won. Um, so that, that horse has some talent. Next time out, did finish uh, third. Just got pressed between horses. Um, got Just got beaten 1.75 uh, links. And then last time out, which was 91 days ago at Woodbine, um, rated nicely and then just drew off down the lane. So I'm interested in the seven horse. I think this, the switch from synthetic to dirt won't be a problem. Sire is connect. Damn Sire is Medagliadoro. Um, you get Paco Lopez in the saddle. So with, at nine to two, I'm interested in the seven with Water Rand. Um, I'll use the favorite scalable as well as the five horse Nikitas. Um, I'll get those horses involved underneath. Yeah, uh, Whitwaters, Rand, uh, Gary Barber, and Mark Cassie, of course, they win an astounding amount of races uh, in Canada and really everywhere they turn up. Uh, in addition to all the good things about her and that versatile pedigree, she really ought to be able to handle any surface they put her on. Uh, I don't expect any problems with the dirt. And the jock switch from the very good Patrick Husbands to the very much informed Paco Lopez doesn't hurt you either. Um, Scalable's had a very interesting co uh, career uh, in her third lifetime start. As a maiden, they decided to take a shot in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, and she didn't disgrace herself. Uh, she was beaten five by just FYI, um, who I noticed is back on the work tab, the uh, recent uh, Eclipse Award-winning two-year-old filly, of course, trained by Bill Mott and ridden by uh, Junior Alvarado. We can expect her back, hopefully, in the next uh, four to six weeks. But uh, Scalable then went and blew apart a maiden field. Um, she's obviously going to be pretty tough. Um, but I'm going to... I'm going to give our Harper Rose one more chance. I think basically uh, the Florida bred, who was kind of the dominant two-year-old uh, Florida bred filly down there uh, this summer and fall, uh, basically when she got beat by Honey Dijon, uh, going a mile and a 16th, December, uh, December 2nd, uh, getting beat going a mile and a 16th, it was just a big ask. I mean, uh, she's kind of bred to sprint, and I think she's been absolutely primed by Safi Joseph to get back to her best. And they can be a real feather in their caps to uh, win this race with a Florida bread. So my selection is the four, uh, two to one in the morning line, R. Harper Rose. Okay, uh, let's take a break. Uh, this is the Am Wager uh, Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Sam Houston Race Park is your best bet for thoroughbred racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plus special events for the whole family. And of course, live music, dining, and drink specials only at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Want to get the latest HRRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? Then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Luck at the top of the lane, whittled down to a three-length lead by Artie Schiller and Kitten's Joy circling on the far outside. Class Concern is fourth, Lippin is fifth. Prince Arch has plenty to do. It's Kitten's Joy and Artie Schiller, and Artie Schiller's pulling away. Kitten's Joy's responding right back. 
Kittens Joy on the outside. Artie Schiller there, well clear in the Virginia Derby. Kittens Joy and Artie Schiller's running his heart out on the inside. Atato's got another Virginia Derby. It's Kittens Joy, and Kittens Joy is full of run to win by two and a half. Artie Schiller and Prince Arch was third in Lippin fourth. 2003, back in the day when Edgar Prado owned the Virginia Derby in a very competitive renewal that year. Featuring the likes of the uh, great uh, horse and stallion, Kittens Joy, and the very good uh, stallion as well, Artie Schiller. Uh, welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. It's time for the Blood Horse News Update. Okay, uh, this is uh, kind of uh, more positive news uh, in the uh, recent news from Blood Horse. The Maryland horse industry generates $2.9 billion economic impact. Maryland was one of the breakout states in the American Horse Council's report on the economic impact of the national horse industry released on January 31st. The total economic impact of the industry grew 38% between 2017 and 2022, from 2.1 billion to 2.9 billion. In addition, the industry's direct contribution to Maryland's GDP grew by 40.5% between 2017 and 2022. The industry in Maryland is responsible for 28,434 jobs and horse industry wagers total more than 1.24 billion. That wraps up today's edition of the Blood Horse News Update. Looking for information on any stallion or his prodigy, Blood Horse Stallion Register is the industry's source for stallion information, including stats, top performers, recent race results, upcoming entries, sales results, and more. It's continuously updated and all found on the Blood Horse website or by going to directly to stallionregister.com. Okay, Popo. Let's uh, jump right back into the action here for uh, segment, th segment three of the uh, weekend stakes preview. Uh, we're going to stay at Gulfstream Park for the Kittens Joy. This is a mile and a 16th turf race, uh, restricted to three-year-olds only. Another $175,000 purse on the line. Uh, who did you lean towards here on the Kittens Joy? Yeah, this is an interesting race, and this is a race I want to take a bit of a swing with. Um, I think the favorite, you know, Pletcher's got two in here, and they're both relatively short prices, the nine horses, your morning line favorite noted, um, as well as the second choice is Agate Road, who's three to one on the morning line. Um, they could win, Bob, but I'm more interested in the long shot Hammerstein um, for uh, Brian Lynch. Did nothing in his debut on dirt, um, switched him over to the turf, which is more than likely his uh, preferred surface, you know, being by Oscar performance. Um, I thought the horse ran green a little bit down the lane but showed promise. Uh, the one post for young horses I don't always like, but uh, I like the confidence that Lynch is showing here, you know, coming right off the maiden win. So I'm going to I'm gonna go for the swing here with uh, 15 to 1 on Hammerstein. That seems like excellent value to me. For one thing, uh, Brian Lynch uh, down there at Gulfstream, this meet seemingly can do no wrong, and uh, he's now 15 for 46. And, of course, he uh, struck big style, uh, last week with uh, Didia running a massive race in the uh, Philly and Mare Turf down there. And just about everything he sends out for Ammerman Racing has been uh, live. So it looks like a very sharp selection of the one Hammerstein. Um, I thought this was a pretty competitive field. It's kind of interesting. The three-horse Takeo in here, a three-year-old Colt by Always Dreaming. Uh, same ownership um, as last time. Uh, he upset... The Dania Beach on, on January 6th for Lugamo Racing Stable, LLC. And on that occasion was uh, ridden by Jorge Ruiz and trained by Rodolfo Sanchez Solomon. Uh, I don't see any evidence of, of uh, any foul play or anything like that. He shows up this time less than a month later, trained by Steve Claceres and ridden by Luis Saez. So I didn't see... Uh, what Mr. Ruiz and uh, Mr. Uh, Sanchez Solomon uh, could have possibly done wrong in that nearly 14 to 1 upset over Agate Road. Uh, but there you go, make what you want of that. Um, Agate Road was the 1 to 2 favorite in there and just kind of got going too late. You got to figure that 
Um, he'll be pretty competitive in this spot. Uh, but I think noted is a pretty special horse. He's uh, trained by uh, he's trained by Todd Pletcher for Repley. Look, they're gonna they're looking to have a massive uh, weekend down there. Irad rides this one, and uh, if you put a line through the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, where obviously the the horse did not like the main track at uh, Santa Anita, ran no sort of race. Uh, Irad wrapped him up uh, on that occasion. His previous runs on the grass are pretty massive. He's got a pretty electric turn of foot. And if Irad can uh, negotiate a good trip from the nine hole, um, I think he'll he'll win in his sort of typical uh, narrow fashion. Definitely a very classy horse, the nine horse uh, noted. Okay, uh, let's uh, work our way over to uh, Santa Anita. And uh, Santa Anita's got a, a bunch of good stakes races as well. And we're going to start off with a one-mile turf event, a grade three event for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and upwards. This is the grade three megahertz. Uh, Papa, who'd you like in this race? Yeah, I was kind of looking for a price horse. I landed on the two Justique for uh, for John Sheriffs. I mean, only two of 10 lifetime. Um, but I'm looking for improvement in this particular race. Uh, I wasn't totally in love with the favorite closing remarks. I mean, could get it done, but at a relatively short price, I'm not interested. So I'm going to mess around with the number two horse, Justique. Yeah, the uh, um, this this is kind of an interesting race because it looks like a lot of the uh, usual very competitive local suspects out there. I mean, Bella Bell, who hasn't run since October 15th of 2022 for Phil D'Amato, um, you know, certainly if, if she's back to her classy self, she might be pretty tough uh, to beat in here. Uh, but I'm going to take the new shooter, uh, the one horse, Mufi, ridden by Kusushi Kimura for uh, Jonathan Thomas, uh, one of these Augustine Stables homebreds. And uh, now Thomas has had these uh, for a few years. Of course, Jonathan Thomas uh, kind of stamped himself a force in the sport by uh, preparing Catholic Boy to win the Travers. Um, excellent young trainer, and uh, she's two for two on the turf, and uh, she's uh, run a couple good races on the synth since 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 then. Since then, then the year she seems to need time uh, between her races, and uh, she's training very well. And I think that basically, uh, uh, Strawbridge and Thomas are out there on a black type mission. I think Mufi has a golden opportunity at four to one in the morning line to uh, pull a minor upset in the megahertz. Um, I'd be remiss to uh, skip out one of the uh, the more focused upon races of the weekend, and that is the feature at Gulfstream Park, which goes as race 12, post time around 545 Florida time, and that's the $250,000 grade three Holy Bull Stakes, which fe features the awaited return of Fierceness, who's been working up a storm at uh, Palm Beach Downs for uh, Todd Pletcher and John Velasquez. Yeah, Bob, I don't have anything creative in this race, unfortunately. I think Fiercest is the most likely winner. I don't like the odds on the horse, but it is what it is. Uh, the horse I like is happens to be the second choice underneath Otello. Um, maybe you can carve out a little more va value playing the exactus straight, but uh, you know, this may be a race where I just take a pause and watch and enjoy it as opposed to betting it. Sounds like, sounds like a pretty solid game plan. You can't hurt yourself there. Uh... I think it's going to be interesting to see what Hades does from the one hole. Um, he's unexposed. He's he's a Florida bred, uh, but he's run two really good races and a really particularly good figure on December 31st when he won a state bred allowance race by eight under Paco. I think he kind of holds the key from the race and that he uh, almost has to be sent in his uh, first route try, and he might affect the race by setting a pretty hot pace. I thought it was notable. I think we both kind of like the same horse, um, and we're trying to see if it if it's uh, possible for him to improve significantly enough to uh, beat Fierceness, and that would be the three Otello, uh, who's owned by Winstar and Sienna, uh, trained by Christophe Clement, should have no problem with the distance, uh, being by Curlin out of Isabella Sings. Um, you know, she's regally bred, and I think, I think that uh, the fact that uh, she's both of her races have been at a mile, I think, you know, Christophe Clement thinks she's a pro he's a proper uh, uh, dirt router. And I thought he was 
uh, really impressive for him to step up into stakes company on January 1st and win the mucho macho man in, in the, in the pat in the matter that he did. I think it could be the right time to catch fear fierceness. And I think, uh, since fierceness will be bet down to about one to five or two to five, you'll get an inflated price on Luis Saez and uh, Otello. And that will be my selection. I'll take the upset in there. I'll take Otello to upset the apple cart in the Holy Bowl. Okay, we're going to take one more break, and uh, we'll be back with the uh, last segment of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. You're listening to HRRN, Horse Racing's Voice. Sam Houston Race Park is your best bet for thoroughbred racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plus special events for the whole family. And of course, live music, dining, and drink specials only at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. My battle buddies and I attended the NHL Stadium Series at Yankee Stadium. We had never been there before, and two of us had never seen a hockey game. Man, we had the time of our lives. It was great therapy. Ventix, we can't thank you enough. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, motorsports, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can help. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Find out how by visiting www.vettix.org. That's www.vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. HRRN is live online. Go to our website at horseracingradio.net to stream all of our broadcasts live or listen to the show archives anytime. Read our blogs, get the latest news, and see our entire broadcast schedule. It's all there at horseracingradio.net. And follow us on Twitter at HRRN and like our page on Facebook. Search Apple Podcasts for HRRN and download our latest shows. HRRN is home to racing's biggest events. And our home on the web is at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Merneath and Golden Principal on even terms. Biddy Duke still three quarters behind, three wide. Amuse is next. Proud Emma trying to launch a wide bid. At the rail, Fair Maiden. Kahira, hard not to love, still last as Merneath scampers clear a furlong out. Opens up two and a half on Golden Principal. Now it's three, and it's Merneath. Very focused this afternoon, and much the best in the Santa Monica Stakes. Merneath and Edwin Maldonado by almost three. Golden Principal second. Kahira completes the Bob Baffert trifecta, and then Biddy Duke. Frank Miramati with the call of the 2021 Grade 2 Santa Monica at Santa Anita. Won by Merneath. Uh, who Baffert referred to as a spitting image of her sire, uh, American Pharaoh, after the race. And it was a rare opportunity for a jockey out there called Edwin Maldonado, who's uh, viewed as an excellent gate jock. And Merneath was having problems getting out of the gate. Mr. Maldonado uh, uh, solved that problem, and it was a a rare mount for Baffert and and one that he uh, certainly savored when Merneath won the 2021 Santa, Santa Monica Okay, we're back with uh, Papo Morales and another very interesting uh, race this week. And is the fifth race at Santa Anita, the Robert B. Lewis, a grade two, a grade three race uh, with a $200,000 pot for three-year-olds. And uh, scintillating news uh, coming out in the last week um, that a lot of these ultra-talented Bob Baffert trainees would be staying put in his barn and... Uh, not participating in the uh, Kentucky Derby this week, and probably the most highly regarded one is the undefeated Nisos, uh, who blew apart a maiden field at Santa Anita and then just looked very formidable when he won the Bob Hope on uh, on November 19th at Del Mar. Uh, he returns for her, his first crack around two turns uh, against a field of uh, eight rivals. Yeah, and shouldn't be a problem. You know, Sires uh, Nyquist on uh, damn side. You've got uh, Bernardini. Um, Going to be hard to beat Nysos. 
Uh, I looked <laughs> to see if there were opportunities. And, you know, there always are opportunities. Horse could break bad or anything. But I think he is the most likely winner at an extremely short price. Um, you know, Coach Prime is Baffert's other horse, but he's 5-1. to one. I have no interest in betting a Baffert exacta. But I will try to get nice uh, under uh, under nice. So I'll try to get the horse, the seven horse stronghold at six to one to maybe offer a little more value for Phil D'Amato. Horse has done nothing wrong in his career. He's been the exact of three of four. Uh, maybe he can improve a little. I don't. I still don't think he has enough underneath him to beat Nysos. But um, you know, I'll take a short price favorite and try to get the exacta to pay a little more with that combination. Yeah, Coach Prime's kind of an interesting player in here. Um, uh, Baffert takes the blinkers off, which is a 35% move for him. Um, Flavian Pratt, of course, rides Nisos, which means that uh, Frankie Dottori rides him for the first time. He's ridden three out there for Baffert. All three have hit the board without winning. Uh, you know, this is a $1.7 million son of quality road out of a street sense mare. Um, he's probably... Uh, might be the second or third most talented uh, three-year-old in the barn. Uh, you got to put a line through his race at, at Low Sal uh, for some reason. Uh, you know, that often turns out to be a speed-favoring track, and uh, Winstock uh, just broke sharply and, con and controlled the pace, had its all its own way. Um, you got to figure that Coach Prime will run a better race. Um, there, there's a kind of an interesting horse in here owned by West Point. That's the nine Scatify, a Justify Colt. Um, he he did nothing wrong when he won his maiden at uh, Low Sal, but he'll really have to step up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does from a ta talent standpoint in here. But uh, yeah, um, Nysos really he ought to improve for uh, for uh, going around two turns. He has great tactical speed, and uh, like you, I can't see him getting beat and. Uh, uh, whereas the, in the Holy Bull, you're you're looking at that as a watching brief. This is a watching brief uh, for me. This is you know strictly an unbettable race, unless Nysos is four to five. If Nysos is four to five, which I don't expect, I'd I'd have to think about a uh, decent sized win wager. But I think he'll be more like uh, one to five. Uh, anyways, moving right along, we're gonna stay at uh, Santa Anita um, for the Grade Three Thunder Road. It's a one-mile turf event for four-year-olds and up. It goes as the uh, Santa Anita 8th. It looks like a very competitive renewal with Tio uh, Magico for trainer uh, Phil D'Amato and jockey Flavian Pratt installed as the 5-2 morning line favorite. What do you think, Papo? Yeah, no major knocks against the five-horse Bob and Tio Magico. Um, I am going to try to beat him, though, <laughs> with the uh, six-horse Goliad for, uh, for Richard Mandela. I liked his last race. Um, he actually is a bit faster on form to win with a limited sample size of three starts between a mile and a mile and a 16th. Um, his average equibase number at those distances is also higher. So I'm interested in the six horse maybe for a straight win bet Goliad. Yeah, I thought this was a very difficult race. It, you know, one of these races where they could run it uh, five or six different times. You get five or six different winners. It looks like a true handicapping contest race. I was a little bit interested in the two, Prince Obama, who's uh, ridden by a leading rider, uh, Juan Hernandez, uh, with Phil D'Amato training. Has uh, won two of his last three under Pratt. Um, likes Santa Anita. I'm not sure it's his favorite track. He's one for seven there with three seconds, but uh, competes well there and won the... Uh, Grade three San Marcos. It just looks like he wants further than a mile at this point. Uh, Dandy Man Shines, trained by Jeff Mullins and ridden by Umberto Rispoli, who's also having a fantastic meet out there. Uh, regular rider Rispoli ran a big race in the Mathis Mile, got beat three quarters. I think he, you know he's a good Gandy, uh, Dandy Man gelding, moving in the right direction. Uh, but one of my favorite horses in here, and I think at this point in his career, the three-horse Balnikoff. Uh, it's kind of a source of frustration. Um, he is 0 for 7 at Santa Anita, but I think at this point in his career, one mile on the grass is, is absolutely what he wants to do. He's 4 for 9 lifetime at that distance, and uh, he ran a huge race November tw 25th at Del Mar in the grade 2 Seabiscuit when he got beat a length by Easter, who's generally considered to be the best older turf horse in Southern Cal California at this time. My pick is the three Balnikoff, who's eight to one in the morning line. 
Okay, the last race we're going to cover on the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview is our only grade two race of the weekend, and that's the uh, grade two Santa Monica for four-year-olds and up fillies and mares going seven furlongs on the main track at Santa Anita. Yeah, nothing too creative in here for me, Bob. Uh, morning line favorite looks legitimate. And uh, three witches, um, Kirstenbach, who's the second choice, um, also fits. The only other horse um, I was mildly mildly interested in was Rose Maddox. I mean, horse has been running mainly on turf, does have some dirt in his past performances. You just have to go back a little way. Um, but you know, some of these races are hard to find value. This will probably be another race where I just sit back and watch. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's another tough one and uh, another uh, competitive uh, renewal for sure. Um, yeah, I thought it was one really interesting story here is Three Witches. Uh, three Witches after she, uh, uh, you know, kind of closed from nowhere uh, behind the redoubtable Goodnight Olive and the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Uh, she was trained by Safi Joseph and ridden by Luis Saez on that occasion. Um, you know, so she was entered in the sale after that. And, uh, boy, I think the, her former owners um, might have hit a home run. They sold this five-year-old into Mischief Mare, who is a grade three winner. She won the grade three Princess Rooney over Gulfstream specialist Mary Quite Contrary on October 7th. So even at now she's five, she does appear to be in career best form, but uh, she was sold for $1.7 million to Yusheng Zhang and uh, and now is uh, under the tutelage of uh, Michael McCarthy. Uh, training well, Flavian Pratt takes the mount. Um, closing ground, as we know, is quite a difficult task at Santa Anita. Uh, there's another class horse in here, Kirsten Bosch, uh, who finished fifth, beaten five in that same race that uh, Goodnight Olive uh, um, won the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Before that, um, she won a six-and-a-half furlong race at Santa Anita, so we know she likes the circumstances and has plenty of class. But I think it's a golden opportunity for Chismosa. Uh, to continue her climb through the ranks. This is a California bred. Uh, she's a four-year-old daughter of Clubhouse Ride, out of the Cat Dreams mare You Can Dream, uh, owned and bred by Jaime Renea, trained by Rafael De, De Leon. And uh, on January uh, 1st, she uh, tried open company, and she really impressively won the Lost Flores from Hot Peppers, who interestingly is 5-2 to two in the morning line here in Chis- Chismosa's 6-1. to one. I thought it was rather notable. This is a filly that trains at uh, Los Al, who's training up a storm, including three uh, pretty crisp works in the last 11 days. So it looks like just a very serious try for the five-horse uh, Chismosa, who will be my selection in the uh, Santa Monica. Okay, Papo, you've done a great job. It's time for your Am Wager best bet of the weekend. Yeah, I'm going back to Gulfstream Park, race 11, and the Kittens Joy. Um, I'm not going to be scared away by the 15 to 1 on the morning line. I hope it's all of that and the number one horse, Hammerstein, for Brian Lynch. Um, you know, it's going to take a, a huge race to come off a of maiden to win this stakes race, but the price is right. You know, I'll mess around and, and put the uh, key to horse with some of the favorites in the. Uh, and the exacta, but 15 to 1 is just too good a price if it holds up. I mean, even if I could get 8 or 9 to 1, it's worth a shot. So I'm going with the one horse, Hammerstein, and the Kitten's Joy at Gulfstream Park. Excellent. Uh, really good selection there. And uh, I'm actually, uh, my colleague and friend uh, Bobby Newman is out this week. Uh, normally he would be hosting this show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, but one of his angles. Um, going on currently in racing is that the uh, turf horses out in Southern California uh, just aren't uh, up to uh, snuff compared to the ones in the East. And uh, because of that, uh, the lone shipper or the lone relocator in the uh, grade three megahertz, uh, which goes to Santa Anita four on Saturday is the one Mufi outstanding connections, Jonathan Thomas and uh, for uh, George Strawbridge's, Augustine Stables. She'll be my Am Wager best bet of the weekend. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. I appreciate uh, everyone's time and uh, good luck this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, listeners. Have a great weekend and don't forget to tune in for another edition 
of Mike Penna's Equine Forum from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, available on all these usual channels. Have a great weekend.